The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM. Good evening, folks. Glad you could join us for the bench. Roy here with you until 7. And I am absolutely exhausted from just having watched the Bars defeat Castle Haven down in Parky Cueve in the Premier Senior Football Championship. Can you imagine what it's like for those players? Extra time win for the Bars. Not only after extra time, after penalties. They've beaten Castlehaven to progress to the final. The Bond secures Premier Senior Football Championship. Epic, epic stuff. Going to have reaction from the Bars. Going to talk to our man John McCarthy, who is in Porky Cueve for us today. He's absolutely exhausted from a thrilling semi-final. And the Bars will play Clonakilty, who booked their place in the side of the first time since 2009 after their win over Douglas. Today we're going to hear from the Clon Camp in just a little bit. You're listening to the Big Red Bench on Cork's Red FM. Absolutely delighted you could join us, guys. I finished 3.16 apiece after extra time between Castlehaven and the Bars today. It was an epic game of football, edge of the seat stuff. If from one end to the other, both teams going at it, hammering tongs all the way through. There was ebbs, there was flows, there was ups and downs. It was a thrilling, thrilling game of football. Uh, I'm glad I was able to watch it on the Irish Examiner website Joe McCarthy was there for us he's going to join us uh, on the line in a little bit I mean like Brian Hurley forcing extra time the last kick of the game uh, with a free putting over the bar finished 3-11 apiece and then just back and forth in extra time it was absolutely thrilling stuff and uh, looking forward to talking to Joe about that in just uh, a bit Clannock killed me while beating Douglas today uh, in the final for the first time since 2009 as I mentioned and uh, beating Douglas today 15 points to 111 we'll hear from the Clannock Hilti camp and we'll hear from the Douglas camp as well in just a little bit Ireland playing their final game of the 2022 World Cup qualifying campaign tonight they're away to Luxembourg 7.45 is the start time for that. We'll hear a bit more from Stephen Kenny a little bit later, but he says that there's progress to be made in that team. And we're an improving team. We're not perfect. We have uh, we still have some, some work to do to get better. We're hungry to get better. There's determination, great spirit in the squad. You've seen that recently in the last few windows. Columns are still hanging around Red FM. Um, Column, you're up at uh, the Viva on Thursday. Uh, and they'll all draw for Ireland. An incredible performance for Ireland. Very, very enjoyable. But uh, what I want to talk to you about is kind of the atmosphere and the mm. feeling uh, around the Irish team um, that is there at the moment. 52,000 almost there uh, at, uh, at, uh, at Lansdowne Road on Thursday. And there seems to be a genuine kind of uh, goodwill, I suppose, towards this Irish team. There really is roar. It was very evident in the Aviva on uh, certainly the last two games I've been at, the Serbia game and more so again the Portugal game because it was a full house on Thursday, that there's a real sense of goodwill as you say there's a real feel good factor about this Irish team which some people listening might find bizarre because we haven't actually qualified (laughs) and uh, we need to beat Luxembourg to even finish third tonight but I think people are really buying into what Stephen Kenny is doing with the Irish team and we saw the football played on um, Thursday against one of the best teams in the world with the best player in the world probably uh, in the team there who was kept relatively quiet by Ronaldo's standards uh, by the Irish team and what was brilliant was uh, we heard Stephen Kenny on the show yesterday saying that they were disappointed 
disappointed at the end to only get a point. They mm. thought they should have yeah, won the game. Sure. And that was the, the sense in the ground as well. But there was a great atmosphere. Um, everyone was, was really behind the team. Everyone was behind Stephen Kenny. And even walking out of the stadium afterwards, going through the, the tunnel in Lansdowne Road on the, the dart and stuff, there were hundreds of people singing, there's only one Stephen Kenny. Um, and like, he hasn't <laughs> done much really. Yeah, I started that one as a Cork City fan. I'm not going to be starting that one. Um, but uh, no, in fairness, like yeah, uh, yeah. people are buying into it. And it was, it was a great atmosphere. And it's great to see. And there's some great young players coming through there as well, Roar. And I think, I think it, they just started badly in the qualifying campaign. And these guys now, the younger guys, they've had a bit of time to bed in. Yep. Uh, a lot of them are clicking as a team. Uh, they seem to know the style of football they want to play. And long may it continue. Hopefully, no, we're not, uh, we're not jinxing. biting our words and jinxing it tonight <laughs> with the Luxembourg game. But you'd like to think they could go out and get a good win yep. there and uh, set it up nicely then for the, the Nations League and the Euro qualifiers to come and things. Um, but like, as I said, I go to, to uh, most of the Irish mm. internationals, certainly a lot of them anyway, up in the Aviva. And I haven't seen an atmosphere like that around uh, for, for quite a while, um, considering it was a meaningless game as well, which is... Uh, so it's all, it's, all, it's all positive, I think, despite maybe what Liam Brady was saying in telly after. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even get me started on that one. I completely misreading the, 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 the room and the, yeah. the, the atmosphere in the nation. But yeah, fingers crossed. 7.45 the kickoff time for that one. Fingers crossed. Earning a win for that. Thank you very much indeed, young Sully. Uh, also in Ireland's group uh, tonight, it is Portugal and Serbia. It's also a quarter to eight. More autumn international action today. France beating Georgia 41-15. And uh, Wales and Fiji uh, was the other game today. Wales winning there 38-23. I'm still on a high from that incredible win over New Zealand yesterday. Fantastic performance from Ireland. and It was just such sensational stuff. But a uh, reaction on that game and analysis from Osfin available on the Big Red Bunch. Big Red Bench podcast uh, from yesterday's show is certainly worth checking out. Of course, Mosfin, a man who knows uh, all too well what it is like to beat the All Blacks part of that Munster team that uh, beat the All Blacks way back when. Uh, so it's great to hear him talking about that. Uh, elsewhere in basketball and uh, Ireland in action uh, against uh, the Czech Republic in the National Basketball Arena at half time there was Czech Republic who led by 37 points to 21 we'll get you up to date on that one uh, in a little bit but certainly plenty of work to do for Ireland there and in Formula 1 it's a cracking race uh, at uh, Interlagos in the Brazilian Grand Prix Max Verstappen is leading Lewis Hamilton the two of them going hammer and tongs at the moment minute Hamilton just a half second behind right on the gearbox gearbox of Verstappen but uh, Hamilton starting in 10th today he finished 5th after the sprint qualifying yesterday really enjoyed sprint, sprint qualifying last night actually really really enjoyable concept but uh, Hamilton is a uh, fall his way up the grid and is right on the tail of Verstappen we'll keep it posted on how things go there but we, we have to start the show only place to start the show is that incredible St. Finbar's victory today? Penalties against Castlehaven to put their place in the Bonsacourt's Premier Senior Football Championship final. John Kearns was the hero for the Bars, saving a penalty and then picking up the ball, going off to score the winning penalty uh, for the Joker side. This is John Kearns in conversation with Jer. Okay, John Kearns, if you're writing a script of how to win a county semi final, you're in goal, you make the crucial save and then you score the winning penalty. You couldn't really have asked for any better than that. Not really, I suppose it's the most legs of dreams. Um, so, I suppose goal keeping is a professional position at the best of times, so to stand up for the penalty and to, to score it in the last one. So, it's, uh, it is something special. So, hopefully, you now we'll get something to carry over for the, the county final in two weeks' time. Yeah, that's the thing. Your manager, Paul O'Keefe, said it's an emotional day, it's a fantastic victory. But 
you've won nothing yet. You've got a county final in two weeks, and you'll need to be ready for that. Yeah, I suppose we got the monkey off the back from last year in beating Castlehaven today. Um, we played Clan in the group stages. They're a decent outfit, like we know what they're, what they're capable of. Um, you know, they have, they have some lads there that are very, very decent, very strong, um, straight down the spine, I suppose. Going from Mark White, um, down as far as Darrow Shane, Jack O'Mani, like, you know, they're very decent. So um, we know what we're capable of as well, so we'll try and put that into. into I suppose we'll put the work in over the next two weeks and develop what, what we can and uh, try and push on for flat. But talk about a roller coaster. I mean, last minute freeze, they get a free to take the extra time, you get a free to take the penalties. It must be, I mean, it's very hard to keep your concentration throughout all that for a goalkeeper. Um, I suppose at times it can be, yeah. It, it can be very tough. Um, but you know, you always have to be switched on when you have the two hurlies in front of you and Jack Callan and Conor Callan, like, um, especially with Damien run down through the middle. You know, he's very dominant at times. Um, so you, you, you have to be switched on. It's what you're there for, like. Um, so hopefully now we can stay switched on until we stay and keep it going. And then you're looking forward to a county final appearance. Can't wait, yeah. Um, it's been three long years since we played um, against Duhalo. So, um, look, we, I think, what is it? We lost 2017. I think the one before that was 2010. And that was Clan. Yeah. So, you know, there's... Um, or 2008 yeah. played Neymar 2010 so they're it's over there they're every year but it's trying to push on and get, get the silverware is the main thing now at this stage well, congratulations on making the safe and scoring the win thanks to John Cairns well cheers thank you that's the one the bars at John Cairns I'm having difficulty to speak I was only watching this game on TV that's the bars John Cairns there speaking after today's dramatic dramatic win over Castlehaven going to hear more from the bars going to hear now from Ian McGuire also in conversation with you Ian McGuire Fantastic victory, what about you? Yeah, yeah. Fantastic victory for you. You're being applauded off the pitch and rightly so. What a battle. You must be so proud of your teammates. Yeah, I, again, like I suppose the character, I suppose this group of players, they've been through a lot, like going all the way back to 2016 and um, that game there, like we kind of highlighted before the game, there was probably going to be a game of runs of, you know, Flores, 10 minutes periods of dominance, but I suppose we couldn't have predicted what happened with the goals. Missed, got a goal overturned. <laughs> they went straight down, got a goal. We went three points down the next time thinking we had the, you know, the duck set, but again, tremendous character and again just wants to show like it's ultimate team game there again like the contribution like was it 23 players 24 players took the pitch and everybody had a contribution and again it's a funny old game like penalties it's a weird way like because obviously we know how to like we know how to hit and yeah. feels like but again I suppose special mention there to John Corns like <laughs> again yeah. made it like he obviously was the stalwart uh, in goal for the whole game but says a pen on nails on it huge huge mental strength there like and obviously with the, the father's heritage like you know yeah. the apple doesn't fall too far like does that and just finally looking forward to a county final in two weeks now against Clannock Kilty a lot of history there but a fantastic boost for your club for the underage as well to watch you in a county final yeah look we would have felt that you know 2019 2020 were funny years like obviously we were beaten by a team that was in the county final but I suppose we would have felt like we kind of need to be there we should be there or there thereabouts not being cocky or anything but we should be there thereabouts yeah. you know? but I suppose special mention to Clannock Kilty we kind of had flags playing them in the group stage we obviously knew there was something different about them you know Harley playing a bit defensive so in the back of our minds we were probably saying like well Clam might be getting to a county final here you know and there's a lot of history between the clubs going back to 2009 funny enough like, like, I don't think anybody in the club doesn't like can't forget that day like in a way you know but again like it's brilliant there now obviously like the lads getting clapped off and they deserve a huge battle there like and the beauty of this is that you're preparing for a county final at the end of November like where would you rather be you know and it's just great again special mention to Paul Keith the management team getting us back here like you know and just 
Jesus, that's just a huge battle. Like, and again, it's just a funny old game. Like, penalties to say that, like, hard in the mood stuff. Like, but again, but listen, congratulations, congratulations, Ian. All the best in the final. Nice one, Sam. That's Ian Maguire there of the bar. As you can tell he was just absolutely exhausted, known as feet chatting with you there and uh, wouldn't blame him after that incredible game today 3.16 apiece that's how it finished and the Bars winning on a penalty shootout dramatic dramatic scenes down in Porky Cueve going here now from the manager Paul O'Keefe OK Paul O'Keefe lightning does strike twice because it's not that long ago you were on the receiving end of a penalty yeah. shootout last so you know what it feels like for the Haven tonight but for your team and the way you fought and just never gave up you, you must be incredibly proud Ah, look, that's just an amazing performance after going through all that last year uh, and to be facing down the barrel of a gun again, you know, on a penalty shootout, you know. Uh, Jesus, it wasn't good for blood pressure, it wasn't good for the ticker, it wasn't good for anything, but look, they've shot character all year, they dug out results, look, and even to get the draw in normal time was phenomenal, you know, look, I, you know, when I think Jamie hand-passed the ball away around the edge of the square and you said, it's gone. Uh, in my own head, I, I don't know how many times I thought the game was gone, you know, look, it must have been... It must have been an unbelievable game for the spectators, but it was an absolute horror show on the sideline, if the truth be told, you know. Um, you were talking to your parish just there in the huddle at the end, and you made the point that nutting is one, and it's a fair point, because it's a fantastic victory for the Bears tonight. It is. But you've got a county final in two weeks against a club you know well, and a yep. club I know you have a lot of respect for. But for the evolution of this team to come back from last year, home part was it to win today? Uh, look, I wouldn't be exaggerating if there wasn't a day went by that I didn't think about the semi-final last year. Uh, so it was colossal. You know, it's colossal. We've moved on to a final last progression you know uh, look I know we've won a few years ago on that but um, it's just colossal look, look and uh, we knew coming into the game that it was going to be a titanic arm wrestle between ourselves and the Haven and, and look I'd say it was a great game to watch um, and it was an absolute battle out there you know so like each side not giving a quarter you know and look I know exactly what the, the Haven lads are like in the dressing room right now it's heartbreaking and, and look I hate ending games that way you know look I spoke to John Cleary just before the penalties and I just said look it's a horrible way to finish the game I'd have been much happier to go out again next Saturday and do a battle but I'll take the result all day long for you as well just to, you know just the same congratulations well thanks a million Thank cheers you. thanks thanks yeah it's Paul O'Keefe there of the bar speaking after uh, today's game and uh, I spoke to our man John McCarthy uh, just before we came on air just after he got his breath back Right, we just heard from the Bars camp there and for more on an epic afternoon, I'm joined by a man who needs a good lie down at the moment, Mr. Ger McCarthy. Ger, how are you? I'm uh, still standing, Rory, just about what a day, what a day, what two brilliant semi-finals, but what a day, Parky Cleves. Mayor, that was incredible drama between the Bars and Castlehaven. I was on the edge of my seat watching that in the office. What was it like being in the park front? Um, it's, it's a long time since I've seen the media section, everybody standing, jumping with, with everything that was going on, just trying to keep tabs of what was happening in front of us. It's one thing for these two teams to score the penalties in the county final, which they did um, last season, but for them to repeat it, and then mm. for John Kearns to, to become the hero. And before all of that, for a last minute free uh, from Brian Hurley to take it extra time, and then an absolutely clutch free from that man, Stephen Sherlock, to take the penalties. I mean, you just could not script it. A game of the highest quality between two teams. There is nothing between them, Rory. Today, like, they've played each other twice in the championship for the last two years. They each have a win on penalties, and that tells you how close it is. But what drama and what quality football as well. Yeah, the game just ebbed and flowed all the way through the, the 80 minutes that it was on. I mean, like, there was a couple of stages where I thought, oh, the Bars have won this, oh, the Castlehaven have won this, yeah. and for the other team to come back, to show the resolve, the mental resolve that both teams had. 
Exactly. I mean, you have to dig deep if you want to win a county, and both teams had to do it today. And you're right in that, in that the way the game ebbed and flowed. I mean, Stephen Sherlock got two goals in the first half, and they were leading two seven to one seven at half time, and they were looking good at that point. And then you've got Brian Hardy. What a play, what a player to end up in the losing side today. He scores mm. two goals, and at the third quarter, they're leading three nine to two eight. And then, then is if that isn't enough for you, um, right near the end, and the Haven are a point down. Brian Hardy attempts a shot at goal. It's controversially ruled, first of all, as wide. Then they weren't sure whether it was a point, And then there was a hand tap just as he was kicking it. So they awarded a 45, four minutes into injury time. And then Hurley nails it. He absolutely nails it between the posts to take us to extra time. I mean, I don't know. We give up. <laughs> it's just one of those games where you're just looking at it going, my God, this is an absolute classic for the ages. The bars at the end of normal time, Joe, look leggy. I mean, like, how did they turn it around an extra time? Yeah, I, I think they just kind of went a bit defensive. I mean, they, don't, they, they, they each scored two points just in the first half of additional time. And I think everybody was, was just... I, I think I think the emotional side of it as well don't ever rule out that with players like when it goes right to the end you're shattered physically but you're also shattered mentally and it was Shane Nolan who came on for the Haven during that time and he got a couple of points at the start of the second period of extra time and in the blink of an eye between Conor McGuire and Brian Hurley it was 316 to 313 and you thought that's that then and then again from deep just digging deep not just because Sherlock got the last three scores but the way the team rallied around and Michael Shields who everybody knows it did so much for Cork coming on and being a sitting influence Ian McGuire I mean there's, there's heroes all over the pitch but for, for to be handed the ball at the end of extra time and told you need to nail this or you know we're out of the championship I mean for Sherlock to do that he had an amazing game he's just a fantastic player but a war two for Brian Hardy just as good just as talented and look I suppose in, in terms of club sense it's heartbreaking for the Haven and it's fantastic for for the Bears but if you look at the bigger picture here these are two guys who need to be in a, a Cork jersey next year that's just my opinion mm-hmm. but this is all before John Kearns took centre stage <laughs> this is all before the goalkeeper who will be the front of the headlines of everywhere tomorrow what a save and I mean it, 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 the save that he made in the penalty shootout was top quality because it was a well-drilled penalty heading for the top corner. But then to stand up, cool as a breeze, and stick it in the back of the net. I mean, and we interviewed him afterwards. Like you'd swear, no, you'd swear he just yeah. come from you know putting a ball <laughs> in the golf green. I don't get goalkeepers; they're strange creatures. But yep. what a player Kearns is, and what a legacy with that name as well. I'm, I'm sure the bars will be delighted. Jared. they've got two weeks left after that because they left everything out there, and they're they're going to be exhausted. It's going to take days for, for them to recover from that. <sighs> I needed this <laughs> to get over it, right? I have no idea how players put themselves through that. Ian McGuire spoke to us afterwards very kindly, gave his time, and he was mm. barely standing. He was stretching as he was speaking to us. Look, I think the two weeks for both teams, for both Clown and the Bars, is essential. There's no harm, but that's the way it is. The Bars definitely needed, as do Clown. They picked up a few injuries in the latter stages of their win over Douglas. But I think Paul O'Keefe said it to his players in the huddle just after the final whistle. He congratulated them, he, he was so proud of them. But he said, lads, we've, no, we've won nothing yet. This is not the county final. And I think that was the right tone and the right thing to say. But what a county final we've got in store. Yeah, it's incredibly tough on Castlehaven to go out on penalties. Is there an arrogance we made, Jern? No, at this stage, we should be look, going back to replays as opposed to, to settling on the day. Well, if I could put that into context, the day on Saturday afternoon, uh, on behalf of the Big Red Bench and, and your, mm. your social media accounts, I witnessed a a Cork Ladies Junior A final that I will never forget the Haven won on 30 metre freeze after normal time and extra time couldn't separate themselves and Donnie's that's because there was Munster Championship around the corner and they had to they had to play as for the senior men's I think there's I think because there's a two week break in the instance of there if there has to be a replay I think there's no scope for playing that replay I think 
you know, everybody would love to have come back to Parky Cueva and watch these two teams go at it again. I think everybody involved would as well. But we are where we are in that everyone knew, especially from last year, that we are now in the era of penalties and freeze. And that's just the way we are with the GA because the fixture list is so congested. It would have been nice to go to a replay. What a game the replay would have been. But yeah. I think because both teams knew coming into it, there's not much anyone could do. And look, it's 1-1 in terms of penalty shootout wins. So it's the Bears back into a final uh, for the first time since 2018 when they beat Dew Hallow in the decider. Clannock Kilty into the final for the first time since 2009 and during an incredible performance from then today. Yes, a very, very much improved performance from the previous day um, when they when they just managed to squeeze past Dew Hallow. They were looking pretty good coming down the stretch but of course they gave away a penalty. Clan never do things by half and they never do things easy. They gave away a late penalty and I have to give credit to Douglas here. Douglas you know, they were the top-ranked team coming into the semi-finals. They got a buy into the semi-finals. Um, and it took them a while to get going. But this clan team today, I think it, it wasn't just one person that stood out. Darrow Shea got quite a few points, as he always does. He gets the bulk of the scores. But Joe Grimes at midfield, Owen DC at centre-back. And, like, their forwards, their young forwards, Ross Mannix and Sean McAvoy showed up. But it was their Cork players today, again, Rory, that made the difference. I think from Mark Biting goal and Sean White definitely bombing up from the back with Liam O'Donovan. Mara Shanley, David Lowney. This is a clan team that should be contesting. It should be at the business end when you list off those names. But they actually improved substantially in their previous performance. And I think Owen Ryan mentioned it to Selector afterwards. The fact that the, a lot of the younger players had gotten over playing in Parky Creeve the previous day, mm. it certainly settled them. They knew what they were getting into today. But a word two for Douglas. They were brilliant. They, I mean, they, it took them a while to get going, as I said. But like they stuck with Clan all the way through it. And it, it wasn't as exciting or dramatic as the, as the, as the second semi final. But it was just as enthralling and surprising. The, you know, I think I say surprisingly good quality because I think a lot of people had expected a defensive game between the two, but it was anything but that. And remember, in 2009, when Con last won the county, who did they beat? Only, to, only the Bears. So there's <laughs> that a history, and there's also the 25 year anniversary of Clannacilty's other uh, county final, previous county final win in 1996. Those players will be presented at halftime as well that day. So look, it, it's shaping up to be quite a game that I think, don't ask me to call it at this stage, mm-hmm. but I, I do think, I do think because the Bears have overcome the Haven, I do think because of the way the Bears, and the fact the Bears beat Clannacilty earlier in the championship, you'd have to make them the slightest of favourites. But this is an improving Clan team, and it will be, it should be, a very, very good final. I don't think there'll be anyone left in Clan in two weeks' time, will there? Well, if I'm not working free, no, I'd be the only one. No, I, 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 to be honest, I, I think the I know from living in Clannacilty, the club needed this mm. this boost. As you can, as anyone will tell you, when a team gets to a county final, whatever the grade, men or women, it's a huge boost for the club. And Clan definitely needed it, and they've gotten it now. They've got two weeks to get ready, and I think with Holly O'Neill on the sideline this year, with Brian Murphy, who's a former player, knows all about winning counties uh, with Clannacilty, and Owen Ryan, they've got and Neil DC, they've got good people on the sideline, but so do the Bears. And Bears have a huge amount of experience on that sideline. They know all about Clan having played them in the group stages, as I said. And I think when you look at the way the Bears played today, I was really impressed with Stephen Sherlock, but I was also impressed with the supporting cast because Sherlock wasn't going to win this on his own. And I think in fairness, there was fantastic performances from Conor McCrickard, from Brian Hayes, from Cullen Barrett. Like, there were so many players coming on and off during extra time as well. It was hard to keep track of it. But the Bears look are a solid unit, Rory. And I, I think they have the experience of getting over the Haven is huge psychologically for them. They're on, they're on a high note coming into it. And like a lot of people will expect them to win. And it will be fascinating to see how the team set up what the tactics they use but yeah a, a, a cracking county final between two very very good uh, two farm teams as well into the final It's going to be an absolute belter in two weeks time Jar, go home and get a cup of tea put your feet up what do you deserve it? <laughs> I, I appreciate that I'll hold you to that cup of tea listen thanks very much Rory
What a man, what a man Jeremy McCarthy is in two epic games today as he covered and will be an epic final in two weeks' time as the Bars and Clonakilty will go head-to-head in the Bonsecours Premier Senior Football Championship this side of what a game it was today in that uh, game between Bars and Castlehaven. As Jeremy mentioned, maybe not as dramatic, but a good performance from Clonakilty today. Going to hear now from uh, the Clon Camp, going to hear first from selector Owen Ryan. Brian, Clannacilty selector, a fantastic performance and it needed to be today against a really good Douglas team. Yeah, Ger, really good performance. Played really well for most of it. And, you know, at the end we were hanging on, but I thought, you know, I thought when we were five points up, we were, we were going well, but you know, the penalty obviously made it a lot closer, right? And we're, like you said, you know, we played very well. Like, the first half is very impressive stuff. But just, just from that, just from that, before that, like, did, did the fa- we asked some of the players, did the fact that a lot of the younger players get to play in Parky Queeve home park and was that coming up today? Oh yeah, sure. Look, it was a huge advantage for us that we were here already two weeks ago. Like uh, Douglas hadn't been here, you know. Sure, like you get used to the dressing, you get used to the pitch, you know. You get used to kicking the ball over the bar or whatever, yeah. you know. You, having played here before is definitely a huge advantage. Like, I mean, it's tough for Douglas. They didn't get to play here, like, and because they qualified straight for semi final. But uh, yeah, you know. And just finally, for me, from Clannacilty's point of view, from the start of the year, this panel under Holly with the new management team, this is exactly where you wanted to be, and it's a, it's a fantastic achievement. But you've got two weeks now to the county final, and you want to have a real fun after. To be honest with you, I suppose it's, it's unexpected that we're here, you know. I mean, as I said before, our aim was to get out of the group. And um, look, we did that and we beat to Hallow and we beat Douglas and now we have the final. Um, we'll have to, I mean, that's going to be another step up, like no matter who wins the other game, like they're going to be favourites and big favourites. But, but look, we'll, we'll come up, we'll, we'll give it a shot and we'll play the football as best we can. We, That's it, like, yeah. Bonus, bonus territory. <laughs> Double bonus territory. Yeah, uh, we're thrilled, of course. Come here. It's it's fantastic. It's fantastic for all those lads. It's fantastic for all the people in the stand. They're all the youngsters to see their team playing, you know, and they'll be in a county final. You know, it'll be great. Like there'll be flags and banners up around the town, and there'll be a great atmosphere. So we're delighted, of course. We're delighted, John. Yeah? There were two performances today: Sean White, Tom Clancy, Liam O'Donovan, like kind of heroes all over the field. Absolutely. Look, every one of them that put on the shirt, you know, they really they left it all out there. And you can't ask anymore. Like that's all, all we want them to do is enjoy playing their football, Just play with a smile on their face, and don't worry about the scoreboard. Do their jobs. That's it. Keep it simple. And even with Douglas got those three early points, you never panic. You settled in quite well, and you played some great stuff in the first half. At times, yeah, we didn't. I suppose at the start, yeah, they got they started well, like they got they got the run on us, but you know we kept at it, and we and we got the run on them. Then, like in fairness, like we we, we kicked great scores in the first half. First half performance was excellent, like. And the, the second was solid enough. But I suppose maybe we'll be able to be defensive, like Drew Mantras got caught for the penalty. Look, I couldn't see from where I was whether it was a penalty or not, but we'll give the referee the benefit of the doubt. I mean, so he got it right. I don't know. How. And Owen, how how beneficial was the new Hello game, like in terms of not panicking after the, the slow start? Huge altogether. Like I mean, the fact that we're here before, the fact that we had been under pressure here before, yeah. you know, that meant a lot to us. Like they, they were never going to panic, you know. Yeah. But like I say, at the end, I suppose the penalty, like you know, it kind of, I don't know. Look, I, I thought we were comfortable at that stage. Yeah. The penalty really threw it, threw it open, didn't like. Yeah. But look, we, we responded well enough. We we we're, we have to get in there anyway. That's Clannock Hilty selector on Ryan speaking after the final whistle today against uh, Douglas. Uh, going to hear from uh, the will hear more from the Clannock. Kilty camp and Beck going to hear first from Douglas boss Ray Keating. 
Uh, okay, Ray, it's never easy to lose a semi-final. It's never easy to lose in Parky Creeve. The one question I think you're probably going to be sick of being asked after all of this is, did the fact that you didn't have an extra game affect you today? Oh, I wouldn't think so. Um, you look at the way we started. Like I think maybe if we had been poor for the dur- duration of the first half, I think maybe you could say. But I mean, we started extremely well. Um, so I, I wouldn't think it made a difference. You know, we were fully confident going into the game. We finished strong. I think they had a very good second quarter, and that was probably the difference between the teams. Yeah, because throughout the game, there wasn't really that much in it. I mean, you were, it was going point for point, score for score. And even when both teams went down to 14 players, there really wasn't that much difference either. So it was very even all the way through, to be fair. Yeah, it was. They just, they took, I think they took their opportunities in that period. Um, we took it probably the last 10 minutes, but it just wasn't enough. But yeah, I mean, two very similar teams, I think, in the way we play. Um, obviously, similar abilities, you know, there wasn't much in it kind of all throughout. But um, look, they deserve it of their win and wish them the best luck in the final. Um, people will look at the result today naturally and be very upset and disappointed in this GA. But let's look at the whole 12 months and after what you've come through from COVID. And let's look at that young panel of players that you've got and be honest about it this is a team on the up and you had a very good start to the championship you got you were top seeds getting in and deservedly so I know it mightn't feel like it now but there is genuine cause for optimism here yeah absolutely I mean there's there's tremendous young players there we were in a, a junior county semi-final yesterday um, getting to the semi-final this year is probably another step forward for us look we're, it's still there's brighter days ahead we're going to have to get over that line at some point but yeah certainly there's there's a lot of positives to take from it and very very proud of the, the players there as well I mean I think we were four points down at one point in, uh, towards the end and we just didn't we didn't fold in fairness they all stood up they all went looking for the wall um, so extremely proud to be involved with that group really to be honest well listen thanks for all your help this year with the big revenge and we wish you well next season again thanks million appreciate it the big red bench on Cork's Red FM and that is Douglas Boss uh, Ray Keating there speaking to Ger after uh, their defeat today to Clannock Kilty in the Bonsacourse Premier Senior Football Championship final where well, they were now face St Finbars in the decider still to come on the show uh, we're going to be talking about the Maradike Arena Emerging Talent Programme and we still have more from the Clannock Camp that's coming next Grab the Big Red Bench Podcast at redfm.ie The Big Red Bench Delighted you could join us on the Big Red Bench this evening. My name is Rory O'Higgin, here with you until 7pm this evening. More from the clown camp to come in just a bit. First though, the Irish team is in to face Luxembourg. Two changes from the side that drew against Portugal. Cork's Adam Ida is in, as is Darius James McLean. They come in in place of Jamie McGrath and Inda Stevens. And what a front three that is... Callum Robinson, Adamita, Chidoze, Og, Benny. Three Corkmen in the starting lineup tonight. John Egan uh, in the heart of the defence as well. And three more on the bench Queeving, Kelleher, Connor Horahan, and Alan Brown as well. So fingers crossed Ireland can get the, the win today. See uh, the end of the World Cup qualifying campaign off on a high. As we mentioned, McCollum at the top of the show, the buzz around this Irish team. Especially in the ground, as Colm was mentioning, he was there on Thursday. It's fantastic, and it'd be great to finish off with a positive result today and uh, get everyone smiling, get everyone happy ahead uh, of uh, the next year and the years that are to come ahead. And of course, a lot of question marks still over Stephen Kenny and whether or not he's going to be offered a new contract. Surely he's going to be offered a new contract. The players want him to stay, the players are happy with the football under him. And against Portugal last night, the better team probably should have won. So that's progress. So. Uh, fingers crossed they can beat Luxembourg tonight 7.45 to kick off for that one looking forward to that going to hear more from the Clannock Kilty camp after that win over Douglas today cheers been chatting to Tom Clancy and Owen DC 
Uh, Tom Clancy, fantastic performance from Clan today. It had to be against a really good opponent. Ah, uh, yeah. Look, we knew coming up here, it was going to be a tough game. Um, Douglas are a great team, and we knew we had to bring our best performance. And in fairness, from championship so far, I think in patches we played absolutely excellent football, and it was um, it was always going to be a tight one. Uh, the penalty in the end made it closer than closer than it was, I would say, and it made it for another finish. But look, excellent game, absolutely delighted, and uh, great team performance. Can I ask you for the younger players how much did having played here before uh, benefit them? Oh, definitely. Look, um, same scenarios two weeks ago, exact same thing. We were after being up here. Um, I suppose with 10 minutes, of that, 10 minutes left in that game, you wouldn't have expected us to win. We got the win, and we actually said to ourselves this week that no matter what, we're going to come up. We're going to come up and enjoy the game. And I think we absolutely enjoyed that. We played lovely style of football, and uh, it was great to be involved. Best of luck in the county final. Captain ODC Hordings, you look, you look tired, you look like a tired man, but a fantastic day for you and for the club. Yeah, absolutely delighted there now. Um, we said we'd go out and try and put in a performance, and I think we did, and we all know we're confident in our ability, and um, we're happy, yeah, delighted. Um, from your point of view, a lot of young players involved here today, but they really put in a fantastic performance. It was no one outstanding player, it was a real team effort. No, that's the thing this year we've been focusing on, 1 to 15, 1 to 18 or 20, how many people come on. It's a full, full effort and no one can win it on their own. And just finally for you, a lovely honour for you and your family, Captain. Oh yeah, absolutely delighted. But it's a, as I said, it's a 20-man effort. Thank you. That's Clans Tom Clancy you know, on DC there. Absolutely wrecked after that game today and that win over Douglas in conversation with George Orwell. Also got a chance to speak to Sean and Mark White. Sean and Mark White, congratulations. A county final for Clannock Kilty, but you didn't make it easy for yourselves in the end, Sean. Um, yeah, I suppose not. I suppose we kind of built up a cushion of five points there with a couple of minutes left and um, kind of sat back a bit, I suppose. Um, which allowed them to come on to us and they got a penalty and a point. And I suppose right at the end there, we were really hanging on. I think the Douglas fella slipped right at the last play and just took the ball off the ground. So um, look, we're just delighted to get out for the victory and look, another two weeks of training things ahead of us now. Uh, real good team performance today. No one in this outstanding individual, a real full team effort yeah I suppose that's what uh, Holly's been kind of trying to get into us and hold back from the team is it's all about the team really and we kind of work for each other all around the pitch I think that was clear today if, if, a, if a back went forward and he was caught up the pitch the forward was back in his place so um, look we're just delighted to get over the line um, and look as I say we've two weeks ahead of us now again to look forward to Mark, from your point of view, you're that sweeping goalkeeper. You're up the field as much as you're in goal, but this is a great day for you and for the, for the whole squad. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It's been a while since Clan have really pushed the latter stages of the championship. I think the last time they pushed the semi final was 2010. I mean, it's always good. These days don't come around often, so we'll definitely enjoy it. And Douglas really put it up to you. You knew they'd come back at you, and they did, but you had enough of the tank left and enough scores put on the board. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they obviously qualified straight through to the semi final after the group stages, and I think you could see it there. I think the extra game kind of stood to us. Um, especially with a close game as well against Duhalo we, we're used to being able to grind it out and thankfully we got there today How does it feel to be in a senior county final though? It's been a while uh, It has been a while um, but uh, any final is a great great occasion and like Sean said we have two weeks of training now so we'll just enjoy it And how much does this team deserve? Because the effort for the whole panel that's been put in under Holly O'Neill the whole panel has been fantastic this year Oh absolutely I mean you know, it's not, it's like Sean said the whole backroom team it's about, it's about everyone um, I mean it's not just about 15 that are playing you can see the subs coming on and even the people who weren't coming, they were just at training every day, just driving each other and making us better, and that's what drove us over the line today. All the best and best luck in the final. Cheers, thanks very much. That's Sean and Mark White there, Clonic Kilty, speaking to Jar after today's win over Douglas. They will face the Bars in the final in two weeks time and that is going to be an absolutely cracking game and of course big previews come on that game uh, over the course of the next couple of weeks and 
all the reaction on the big red bench the day of the game in a fortnight's time um, Motorsport Lewis Hamilton has won the Brazilian Grand Prix today absolutely fantastic stuff from him in Sao Paulo starting in 10th qualified in 5th after a sprint qualifying last night um, took a 5 um, five place penalty because he needs to change his engine so starting 10th today and uh, finished ahead of his title rival Max Verstappen incredible drive from their Mercedes driver uh, incredible stuff from him so Lewis Hamilton has won uh, the Grand Prix today and some sad news as well to report as uh, Celtic legend Lisbon Lyon Bartiold has passed away at the age of 83, spent 12 years at Parkhead and two spells, winning the European Cup in 1967 under Jock Steen, midfielder, absolutely incredible footballer for Glasgow Celtic. Very, very sad to hear uh, the news uh, breaking this evening that he has passed away at the age of 83. All right, we are partners uh, with the Marek Arena's UCC Emerging Talent Programme, which is launched for 2022 Corks with FM Pro Partners of the programme which sees uh, athletes uh, given some tremendous help and assistance by the Marek Arena. Uh, for more on it, I've been speaking to Jeff Gomez, who is the High Performance Manager at the Marek Arena as we start looking for applications for the 2022 programme. Now by Jeff Gomez to discuss the Emerging Talent Programme in conjunction with Marlick Arena at UCC. Jeff, how are you, sir? I am very good. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on, Jeff. For people who don't know, can you give us a bit of, I suppose, the history of the Emerging Talent Programme, how it all started and how it's progressed? So we are now in our, we're starting our fifth year. And um, we're starting a few years ago. Um, uh, so originally, I'm not well. As you may guess from my accent, I'm not from uh, <laughs> from here, from Cork. I'm from I'm from the south of France. And in France, we have a few setups that's designed for talented athletes mm-hmm. uh, that are showing uh, promises in their sport, who, and they need support structure. So anything like from 13, 14, 15 years old, and they have the support structure in place. And I was talking to my uh, um, to my boss to the Mardike Arena General Manager, Patsy Ryan, I would say, look, there's no support structure in Ireland. Can we have the possibility to put something together that will help and support talented athletes uh, from 14, 15 years old onwards, and just to educate them and empower them that with the you know, basic concept of nutrition, uh, that we help them the strength and conditioning and the sport psychology. So when they reach 18 and 19 years old, they don't have to play catch up. Mm. Um, and uh, so my boss in fairness said, yeah, go, go with it. And uh, that's how we, we started. And um, we went kind of from strength to strength. And it, it's now in, in, in our fifth year and it's going quite well. I suppose um, the last year, Jeff, with COVID and the, the yeah. pandemic and stuff, I'd imagine it's been quite tough. So looking forward to hitting 2022, the, hitting the ground running and really getting the, the emerging talent program back up and running properly. Yeah, absolutely. Last year of the COVID, we had to shift everything online. Uh, we tried to provide as much support, you know, to, to the athletes uh, via Microsoft Teams or via Zoom sessions and to, to have uh, catch up with them regularly. We, we updated, you know, Pilates and yoga classes to them. We had nutrition talk online with them. And all the time, every week, I was catching up with them. So what are you doing? What, how are you planning your week? So try to give them support. So yes, last year was a funny year. But like I was saying to them, say, look, this is not the first time you're going to have a setback. 
mm. uh, in your career. And uh, COVID, it could be one of them, but use that to your advantage. And because you have the, the possibility to train even harder, you have more time on your hand. And uh, so that's why we're trying with them to really to help them to, to achieve their full potential. So Jeff, um, for an athlete, what supports does yep. the Emerging Talent Programme provide? So as an athlete, when you're coming into the, into the system, uh, first we have a discussion with you. And we're like, okay, what do you want to achieve long, medium, and short term? And what is your realistic ambition? And, and quite often we have kids coming over and say like, yeah, I want to go to the Olympics in three years. And like, no, that's not going to work like that. Unless you're already into the system, you're already a cardiac athlete. And so there's, there's different uh, steps to go through. So we go through some kind of um, uh, a performance pathway with them. And then we see, okay, what is your weak point? What do you, where do you think you need some help? Do you know to feed yourself? Do you need some help in, in nutrition? Or do you need a better you know, support from uh, a psychological perspective. And um, so we try to see with the athlete, with the coach, with the parents, how can we support the athlete, not just in the gym, but in, in, in different uh, support services. And then from them, they, they go to the gym and we have um, a private squad gym in, in Denehis, just, just slightly, just five minutes from the Mardike. And it's fully supervised by uh, certified strength and conditioning coaches. And they work with uh, the coach in relation to what they want to do. So usually we start with them on the very kind of a baseline program. We're trying to build a base. So the idea is we build the foundation so that in a couple of years, when we need to push the the engine, Mm -hmm. they have that foundation. And Jeff, can you talk to us about some of the athletes that have already come through the Emerging Talent Program? I've been very lucky that over the past few years, we had a uh, very, very extremely talented athlete. We had the, the McCarthy's brothers um, mm-hmm. in, in, in karate, and one of them uh, had uh, bronze at the, it was the, was it Rio? Um, in Buenos Aires. Mm-hmm. Um, Buenos Aires, it was the... Um, of not Olympics, but the one before that was the oh, completely forgot the, the young Olymp- I don't yeah. one one of them had a <laughs> the, the the term is escaped me. Um, but we had Sarah Byrne who just got a scholarships in with Miami U. We had Johnny Durkin now who is uh, on his uh, campaign for Paris. So we've been very lucky to have some extremely talented athletes, and it's always you know w- with them. There's, some of them may not reach the top at a world level, but a lot of them move on to elite scholarships, mm-hmm. either with UCC, with UCD, DCU. Some of them will go on to the States. Um, so, yeah, we've been, we've been quite fortunate. Yeah, you're right, Jeff. It was the Youth Olympic Games in Buenos Aires. So it was the Youth Olympic Games, yes. <laughs> Thanks. Right. Thanks. Um, but you guys Thanks. must be like super proud when you see guys on the Emerging Talent Programme kind of progress and and I suppose like Sean McCarthy, Green, kind of winning yeah. like a bronze at the Youth Olympics must kind of give validation for you that what you're doing is right and helping the athletes in a, in a big way. Not only that, it, it's, it's always very gratifying to see the athlete reaching their potential and, and then the parents sending us an email, say, look, you know, uh, thank you so much. Thank mm-hmm. you so much because you've been really helpful to give us some clarity to really help the athletes, to our kid, our son, our daughter, to balance everything. 
uh, and academic and, and the sport. So it's always very, yeah, it's extremely gratifying. That's what makes that my job um, really special in a way because you're so involved with those kids, so involved with the parents, you're really involved in their journey that when, you know, uh, a kid is able to get a scholarship or a kid is able to go, you know, to somewhere, you know, a, a I don't know, in a competition overseas and do quite well. And it's always, uh, it's always very interesting. And there's always incredible stories. We had a, a karate athlete, Hugh Power, and he went to one of the karate world championship in Peru. And I think it was two years ago. And at the time they had huge riots uh, in the streets. Hmm. I said, Jeff, what do I do? <laughs> uh, do I still, do I still compete? What do I do? I said, look, just relax. Listen to your coaches. I'm sure you'll be safe. Uh, and, and so there's always very interesting, um, yeah, stories along the way. Mm. So we're looking for applications at the moment. I'm like, what criteria are you looking for in an athlete before they apply, and how do they go about doing that? So first, they have to compete to reasonably high level, um, and they need to have the ambition to go to a high level mm -hmm. and they they have to be sure that their parents are on board because quite often we have kids applying themselves like do you talk to your parents about it Say, oh no 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 say no you need to have your parents your coach everyone on board uh and you know you have to go to the to the marta karina website and uh there's a link there and you you, you fill a form uh once you fill the form um if you're successful, we will we'll have like a 10 minute discussion with yourself, maybe with your parents and um, we'll see about your ambition. Um, and, and, and that's it. We're not necessarily looking for, you know, I had uh, great results. I'm a national champion and, and, and all that. We, it's really about the mindset. It's really about the ambition uh, and already competing to reasonably high level. And for more information on that, you can go to maradicarena.com or you can go to redfm.ie forward slash sport. Jeff, as always, a pleasure talking to you, sir. We'll be talking to you over the course of next year as well. Thank you so much. Yeah, really enjoyed chatting with Jeff Gomez there, the high performance manager of the Maradic Arena, about the uh, Maradic Arena UCC Emerging Talent Programme, of which Corks Red FM are proud partners and looking for applications as well. So, for more details on that, as I said, redfm.ie or you can uh, go to maradicarena.com. Now, we're just less than an hour away now at this stage to go before kickoff between Luxembourg and Ireland. Two changes if you haven't heard the team from the site. A defeat or defeated the nil all defeat of Portugal on Thursday. Uh, Adamida Corks won Adamida and uh, James McLean coming into the side. That's in place of Jamie McGrath and in this evening. So three core players in that team with uh, John Egan and uh, Chidoze Ogbeni and a very exciting uh, front three of Ogbeni Robinson and Ida coming up against Luxembourg tonight. Would be fantastic to to see off the World Cup qualifying campaign on a high and get the win tonight. Looking forward to watching that one. Going to hear briefly from uh, Captain Seamus Coleman speaking about the, the game against Portugal and tonight's game against Luxembourg. Uh, revenge mission I think I don't want to look at it like that in terms of I think we're in a better place ourselves I think um, you know the last few meetups have been good uh, I think we played some good football at times against Portugal so we need to take that uh, good atmosphere into this game rather than you know thinking too far back on what happened listen we all know we have to I said at the time there's no getting away from that we've got to take that in the chin but 
we have to do our utmost to make sure that uh, that doesn't happen again and we will be prepared and uh, I do feel that, that we're in a better place. Uh, well, um, you are probably sick hearing me harping on about it, but um, when, when you put on that green shirt, you should be inspired regardless. And then on top of that, we've got the amazing fans, uh, you know, at the Aviva the last night to, to support. You could feel it. You could feel they were behind the team. And the OI support has always been good. And now, thankfully, you know, um, you know, with restrictions and things lifted, we can get some travelling fans, which... It's a massive honour for us and now it's up to us to put in a performance uh, to make their journey worthwhile. Um, it's a, pos- a position that I enjoyed. Uh, I've done it a few times now for Ireland, uh, you know, maybe once or twice at club level, but it's not a position I've played very often. But, um, you know, I'm a defender who likes to defend and uh, at times can be comfortable on the ball. So um, it was a position that I really enjoyed. The atmosphere and everything uh, against Portugal was very good. So um, it's not as physically demanding as... Um, a fallback position or a wing back position, but um, you've got to be switched on for the 90 minutes, and uh, it's a position that, as I said, I really enjoyed. Listen, overall, um, we've wanted to qualify um, as players, uh, as professional, as professionals, as competitors. You want to qualify. We're disappointed that we've not got anything to play for in terms of qualifying in this game, but. Um, I do think it's been like a campaign of two halves and I do think uh, the second half of the campaign, you know, things have started to come together for us and, um, you know, I watched from the sideline and the lead up to the, the Portugal game and training for the first couple of days as I, I, I played on a Sunday um, and, you know, the tactical work, it was uh, plain to be seen what was being done in the training ground and, and we did bring that forward into the game as well. So as players, when you see that, you know, you're, you're happy and positive. Yeah, Seamus Coleman there speaking ahead of tonight's game and uh, certainly very positive sounding on Stephen Kenny as all the Irish players uh, who've been asked about Stephen Kenny have been uh, across the course of the week. Just before we wrap up, going to hear from the gaffer himself. When when one considers um, the previous, it's been mentioned several times, obviously we lost to uh, Luxembourg in March, so we've subsequently, uh, you know, just the, that last gasp defeat in Portugal's the only match we've lost in nine since then so we've learned a lot and um, you know we, we we have a stronger squad overall with the influx of a lot of players who we've we, we've brought to the system and gives us you know great competition for places which you need and um, you know the players have uh, I think we're improving all the time we're an improving team we're not perfect we have uh, we still have some some work to do to get better. We're hungry to get better. There's determination, great spirit in the squad. You've seen that recently in the last few windows, and um, there's tremendous togetherness in the squad. And we've seen a very high technical standard uh, in recent games uh, against Portugal, against Qatar, against Azerbaijan, and against Serbia in the in the in the previous. So there's been very very high technical standard really overall. From the players and they've shown their quality. It's, it's still in, a, in, a, in its infancy, his international career. Obviously, the brief cameo role in the summer in Hungary, where we brought him on, he hadn't been playing uh, many games because of injury, but subsequently started the season well. So he's done very well in his opening uh, in the last three games, coming on a substitute scoring on his debut and then subsequently playing. In, in the next two games and you know he's been a credit to himself because obviously he's been a 
Nothing's come easy for him. He's not to earn the right to go and, and be the player that he is. And he's constantly looking to improve. And he's very determined. And he has that element of hunger. And hunger is very important. And you know, you're nothing without hard work. And these are fundamental requisites. These are very important things that you need to be um, a top player. And uh, he still has some way to go. He's, he's you know, he has areas to improve. And he's looking all the time to work and, and improve on that. Yeah. <coughs> We don't look at sort of creativity as just something that's for the attacking players or for the defenders. We're looking for the overall patterns of the team, the cohesive quality throughout the team, and I think that's what you're you're looking to build. You're looking to, for the t- for everyone to be comfortable in possession, um, and you know key things like adapting your position uh, between midfielders and defenders and midfielders and forwards. I think it's um, always been movement off the ball to receive you know to receive the ball so these are all things we need to constantly improve these are all areas that we're working on all, all the time to get better and the players are uh, what they want in possession is more options ideally well, that's what a player wants wants more options and all the best teams they, they all, all seem to always have options and that's an area that we want to continually improve in we're getting better but we want to continue to strive to get better we're hungry to do to do well and to get better and tremendous work ethic in the group and um, you know, determination to to really improve. Dan's just changed up himself. Um, he's come a long way in the last couple of weeks, I think. Uh, how much of that has already been within what he has in his locker and how much of that have you seen improving uh, since he's been given the opportunity? So? Um, you know, I think the only one that deserves credit for that is himself, is Shane himself. You know, I think maybe he's only been asked to to um, play in a certain way so he's conformed to that in the past you know he's conformed to what people perceive him as and um, but both at club level and at international level the demands are changing the game's evolving all the time and you have to evolve with it and the styles are evolving and uh, being comfortable in possession <coughs> is, is critical and he's obviously worked on that aspect of his game and he's shown shown um, a lot of quality. Certainly has done indeed, Ash and Duffy. Uh, but that's uh, Stephen Kenny speaking ahead of tonight's game at Luxembourg, 7.45 the start time for that one. Fingers crossed the boys in green can round off their campaign with a win and keep that uh, good uh, feeling around the international team going into the new year. But that's it from us for tonight. Thank you very much indeed for listening to the Big Red Bench tonight. If you missed any of it, if you missed any of a reaction from the bars or from Clon, you can get out the Big Red Bench podcast on redfm.ie or from wherever you get your podcast from also on the show uh, yesterday we spoke to Moss Finn about a fantastic win for Ireland against New Zealand and uh, Fiona Hayes the former Irish Rugby International speaking about a controversial week for that Irish team as well you can catch that on the Big Red Bench podcast but that is it from us enjoy the rest of your Sunday evening three hours of the very very best in Irish music coming away with Conor Halpin he might keep you up to date in the Ireland game as well at 7.45 this our time and enjoy the rest of your evening folks and we'll catch you next week the Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m.